Hi everyone, welcome back to Broken, Strength Under Control, my new podcast. I'm Robin, I'm your host, and I just want to take the time out to say thank you to all of you who listened, who even shared the podcast. I pray that it was enlightening along with enriching. You thoroughly enjoyed it. I was very excited to do it. Um, I'm excited about this episode. It's the second episode. But before I go into what I'm going to discuss, I wanted to let you all know that this podcast is also available on other platforms such as Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public for now. Um, so if you have those apps and you're interested or you know someone who may not have access to this app in particular, but you could share where it is on these other apps. Again, thank you again for taking the time out to share the other podcast. Um, and this one is going to be just as interesting as the very first one. So I'm excited about it. And today I wanted to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman. And interestingly enough, there's a little pot twist in there for all of you. Um, I found it to be very interesting as I was doing the commentary for this, as I was preparing basically. So um, before I jump right into it, let me just read the scripture for it. Um, Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 is what I'll be reading. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She is like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes, this, takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Now, I'm going to try my best to break this down um, to the best of my ability. Um, 
And what this tells me here is, is that not only is she called a virtuous woman, but she wears many hats. She does many different things as most of us do today. And so I found that there are different parts of this scripture and passage that I can relate to as a woman. Um, and interestingly enough, um, being a single mother of two, they're adult kids now and a grandmother of one, um, I found that there was a lot of different things that I actually did for my household that she's doing and she has a husband and I didn't have one. And so this is not just for the woman who is a wife, but also those who are single, who want to be a wife at some point. You may not be a wife now, but at some point you may want to be a wife. And so Proverbs 31 kind of gives us a guide. It's a tool, a resource for us to work towards, to walk into. And so um, what I found that with that is, is that she didn't become this overnight. This was a process, just like for many of us. You will not become a virtuous wife, a virtuous woman overnight. It is a process. And so um, I thought that this was just interesting. God put it on my heart to really break this down. And like I said, um, these podcasts that I'm going to be, the episodes that I'm going to be doing for this podcast, honestly, it's all the different emotions, the different feelings, the different things that I experienced since we've been on lockdown with this pandemic. And so during this time, it has really taken its toll at some time on me or another, but it also forced me to look at myself, look at where I am in my life. How can I do better? How can I be better? And so that's part of the heart behind doing these episodes for this podcast. It is not to talk down upon someone else or make someone else feel bad about what they're doing or not doing or what they have or don't have. It is really to just help others get to a better place in their life. And so I'm open for God to just use me the way that he deemed fit to use me. And so I'm really excited about this. So let me just go ahead and dive right on into this. But what I would like to say is, let me just do an introduction of really and truly who she is. She leads with integrity, grace, and with the power of knowing who she is and who she belongs to. She's unafraid and knows when to step up, but also when to keep silent. And so what I wanted to talk about was the role of the woman at home, work, church, outside of outside relationships. Um, so this really, again, is not just for someone that's married. Um, it's also for someone that's single, preparing to become married. And so in Proverbs 31, 10 through 31, 31, I'm sorry, she's a woman of character and virtue. It's an alphabet of wifely excellence. 
the ABCs of wisdom. It's organized and arranged of the virtues, basically of the wise woman, wife. More or less, it's a poem. It's God's poem about wisdom, um, about who she is. And he gave wisdom a title. He called her her, she. And so the Proverbs 31 woman is truly, I would like to say, God's heart and his wisdom for us as women. Um, The way that he designed and created um, for us to operate in those capacities as a wife, as a mother, um, work, you know, church, ministry. So I think all of this is really tied together. And so, but before I start to break down the scriptures, um, here were some interesting things that I uncovered. And I mentioned earlier about a plot twist. Okay. And so in this passage is traditionally understood as being addressed for women, but it's more accurately spoken by a woman to a man. So he could know the character and potential character of a good wife before marriage. Now that right there, I'm going to just stop. So basically, it's really a poem, a letter from a mother to her son, giving him a guide, a tool that he can use as he prays and seek after a woman that he wants to be married to. So it's a poem from a mother to her son, basically. Primarily a search list for a man and only a checklist for a woman. Stop. Let's just stop right there. Search list for a man. Checklist for a woman. Ladies, that means that just like God has given him a list of things to look for in a wife or the woman that he wants to marry, he also have given us a checklist to look for in the things in a man that we are desiring to be married to. So this is not just Proverbs 31 woman. It talks about the Proverbs 31 woman, but it really is for men also. Um, It describes the kind of wife a Christian man should pray for and seek after. It's a goal for the Christian woman as she fears the Lord. It reminds the Christian man that he must walk in fear and wisdom so that he will be worthy of and compatible with the virtuous woman. Let's stop right there. Again, you could hear the plot twist in there without me even pointing it out. But basically, ladies, he should be walking after and doing the same things that we're doing so that we are compatible for one another, not just us doing those things and so when I came across that I was like whoa wow okay and so as I stated before this virtuous wife is a marriage guidance from a mother to a son also it applies to all of us who are single not yet married so it's not just a woman who is married or in a marriage 
or in a relationship with someone, um, it's for all of us really to, you know, a guideline, so to speak, for all of us, men and women to follow by. She's a woman of power and strength, full of mental energy. She earned this title through her hard-won reward and victory through wisdom. So now, the Proverbs 31 woman, the virtuous woman, it is pretty much the excellent, it's a standard for the excellent wife. The term also applied to men, mighty men of valor, which is covered in 2 Kings 24, 14, competent men in Genesis 47 and 6, able men. In Exodus 18:21. So yet again, there are examples of how it applies to the men as well. And maybe it's not termed Proverbs 31 man or virtuous man, but it still applies to the men also, just like it applies to us, the women. Um, there are several different things that are covered in here. In this passage of scripture, strength is one word that's covered. That is basically used in other places for great and heroic, heroic victories. Gain, that's a word used for plunder. Um, It's an excess, an abundance. Expression, excel them all. That expression signifies victory. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, lessons from the Proverbs 31 scripture or passage is both for men and women to help them develop. And so now I really want to just, I'm excited about getting right into this. Um, And so just flow with me for a moment. In verse 10, it says, a wife of noble character who can find she is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm all the days of her life. Now, that right there, that speaks to her character. So in the home, and we're going to talk about how she is with her husband, her children. Um, back then they had servants. Yes, they had servants. So she basically took care of even them. There was portions that were put aside even for her servant girls. And the scripture talks about that. So rubies, they are precious and rare. They're valuable. Um, trustworthy was a title that was safely given to her by her husband, which means that she's rare and valuable. Her value, another word for value, her worth is greater than what she does. Should not be, she should not be reduced to the performance of these qualities. She will be virtuous before she acts in a virtuous manner. That told me that this is a process she didn't she wasn't always this way she had to become that and so it was her going through a process just as we have to go to through a process 
we're becoming the things that God wants us to become as we go through the process. So virtue talks about the behavior showing high moral standards that speaks highly of who she is. Her standards are high. It means that she's bougie or she thinks she's better than anybody. It just means that she operates in a quality and character that does not dishonor God. And so that moves me right into qualities. She's a good steward over her time and talents. The greatest gift she has is her strength. It's wisdom rooted in the fear of the Lord. So her greatest strength is wisdom rooted in the fear of the Lord. We already know that the book of Proverbs, he talks about wisdom being she, a her, throughout the entire book. And so that is one of her greatest strength. She will speak, act, and live with wisdom. God's blessing will be on their home. He will have no lack of gain. Talking about her husband. And it says right there in verse Um, 11, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. And so I thought that even with that, um, wisdom is best taught and lived in the home. And so she has absolute trustworthiness. He seeks her confidence and advice. He's confident of her love, her care and fidelity greatest gift she brings gain to her husband on many levels and in great measure no lack does him good and not evil her good is constant and permanent her commitment is true not false constant not temporary reliable not fickle she takes care of the family so again he trusts her with the things that may concern him He's confident in the way that she loves him and the way she cares for him, the way that she takes care of their home. Ladies, I'm going to just have to just stop right there and be honest with you. We are or we should be our husband's peace. Our home should be a place of peace, a place that he wants to come to, a place where he can just be himself. He doesn't have to be anybody else. There's no hidden expectations, no hidden agenda, you know, in the home. That should be a place where if he had a rough day at work that day, or if something happened, he can come to you. He can lay his head in your lap. He can just lay his head on your shoulders. He can just hug you and embrace you. Um, because there's something that you get that's that's something that you give off to him and you provide for him and that's what it really is about um and I just would like to also share that anytime a man is vulnerable or become vulnerable enough with you then that lets you know he trusts you and if he trusts you that is one thing that we have to do as women we have to allow them to be vulnerable to us enough to trust us with the very things that they would not trust anyone else with understanding that we won't judge them 
because of what they share with us. That means that they wholeheartedly, undoubtedly trust us when they're vulnerable enough. So the home should be a place that you provide peace and a place of a safe place. Like God is our safe place. So that should be a representation for him as well. Okay, let me just get back to what I'm talking about here. She selects wool and flax and works eager with her hands. She is like the merchant ships bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still dark. She provides food for her family and portions for her servant girls. Now, she considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her task. She sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle with her fingers. Now I'm going to stop right there. So when we're talking about work, she has a diligent work ethic. She has wise business practices. She's busy, hardworking, and creative. There's a lot of work and different kinds of work to properly manage a home. It's a big job assignment given by God to us. And so he knew what to do when he gave it to us. He knew that we could handle everything. So he created us to be able to handle all these things all at the same time. So, you know, we're able to multitask. We're able to cook, um, help the kids with homework, um, fold some laundry, Uh, you know, a number of different things that we are able to do, whereas the men tend to just focus on one thing at a time. They want to fix that one thing and then they'll move on to something else. But God knew exactly what he was doing when he designed and created us the way that he did and the things that he gave us and placed down within us. And so she knows how to seek and find things that are necessary resources for her family and her home. She's not proud or haughty, and working with her hands is not beneath her. She works in simple and practical ways for her family and her home. Now, I'm going to stop right there again, too. I'm not being funny. This is a truth moment, my truth. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, Call it pride, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'm just not cut out to work those kind of jobs that require so much physical demand on you. It takes a special kind of woman to be able to work a job like that. Done it, been there, done that. Now, being a single mother, I didn't really have the luxury of saying, no, I don't want to work at this place or I don't want to work at that place because I had two other people that I was responsible for. But I'm going to just tell you, I am girly, girly to the whole next level, literally. Very prissy, very a just so kind of person. So yeah, no, that's not my call. God, I'm not called to do working that kind of labor and put that type of physical demand on my body. No, sir, that's not me. Okay, back to what I'm talking about. She willingly works, so all her labor is done as a cheerful service. Not only is her will, but her heart is totally in it. 
So when I saw that her labor is a cheerful service, it took me back to the scripture where it talks about God loves a cheerful giver. And I found that to be that. And we should always model to do this anyway, to do everything as unto the Lord um, and do it with joy and everything else. Uh, It doesn't always work out that way, but we should still strive to do that, to do anything that we put our hands into or get involved in. It should be as unto the Lord, but as unto the Lord with joy, with a smile. Um, And most of the time it don't always work that way, but we should strive to to do that. Um, She provides food for her family and home after the pattern of a merchant ship. It talked about that. And merchant ships are those ships that brings a constant supply of abundance from afar. So even if she's required to rise early while it's still yet night to either get or prepare food for her household, it's a constant supply of abundance brought from afar. So she's very resourceful. She knows how to go get what she needs and what tools she'll need to use to be able to go get those things for her household, for those that who are a part of her home, such as her servant girl. So yes, she acts even almost as an overseer. So they're there to help her, but she still takes care of them because they're a part of her family. They're part of her household. And I thought that that was awesome in itself. Now, even as a businesswoman, she has forward thinking, combining her creativity with hard work. She thoughtfully, which means considers, invests, and uses the profits to better her family and their future. That's generational. So not only is she looking out for today, but she's looking out for anything else that's coming after today. So for her children's children's children. And she's modeling that right in front of them. And I thought that in itself is just awesome. She plants, which means making it productive. She does not restrict herself to the bare necessities of life. She's able to procure some of its comforts. She plants a vineyard so that she may have wine for a beverage, for medicine, and for a sacrifice to the Lord. So even with that, she does not get comfortable with just the bare necessities. She understands that it's going to take a little bit more than just the bare necessities in order for her household to thrive and flow the way that it needs to. Again, she does this willingly. And most of us have been doing this for as long as we have known, basically. So technically, in some aspect or another, you could be considered or have the same qualities and characteristics as this virtuous woman and not even walking in that manner per se as of yet not saying that you won't walk in that manner you're just not walk you're not walking in it right now 
Um, but you're striving to become that and you're walking in that direction towards it. So she got wine for a beverage. She got medicine. So if someone comes up sick in the house, she's able to help take care of them if they get sick. So she basically got the role of a physician without really having the doctor title. And then she knows the importance of making a sacrifice unto the Lord. Why? Because she understands and realizes that that is where her blessings come from. That is how her home will continue to be blessed. She has to make a sacrifice as unto the Lord. And it's a sacrifice, now that I think about it, it's a sacrifice that she makes for her household, period. If she has to get up early in the morning and it's still dark outside, that's a sacrifice. And keep in mind, they didn't have lights like we have today. So she can't just flip a switch in the house and the whole house is going to be lit up so that she can see what she's doing to get her home prepared for the day. Um, she is also good and wise and experienced enough to get good materials and merchandise for her home. Wisdom teaches her to buy oil for her lamp, good quality oil that does not go out and does not burn out. Okay. So now, you know, we all like a good deal. We like to shop on a budget. Um, some things we don't really like to spend a lot of money for, but she understands the importance of making sure that the oil that goes into the lamp that lights her home has to be of good quality. If it's not of good quality, then it will burn out. And that would mean that the things that she would have to do to prepare her home for the day would not get done the way that it needs to because she was not prepared. So she keeps herself one step ahead and prepared so that her home, that there's never no lack in her home. So she's filling in and making sure things are where they're supposed to be at and running and operating to the fullest capacity because that's how she keeps her home flowing and thriving the way that it needs to. Her goods are in high repute, which means that they are high class. They are good product. Why? Because she knows she can sell as much as she can make. When she pleases her customers, she increases her own profits. That's promotion from the Lord. And so even with that in the workplace, you know, how are you behaving? How are you speaking to your coworkers? I know that I have been guilty of being so direct. And sometimes it is not easily received. I have don't have ill intentions. I have the greatest intentions, you know, but I'm just one of those kind of people that if it's not right, I'm not going to do it. And I'm going to tell you that it's not right. Sometimes it gets me in trouble. Sometimes it doesn't. But at the same time, she understands and realizes that in order for her to make the money that she desires to make, 
and see the profit that she desires to see, she has to provide good quality items. She cannot just give whatever. Um, She cannot just, you know, because this is going to impact not just her, but her household also. She knows how to use the tools and technology available to manage the home well. It's not above. She's not above manual or menial labor. We already discussed that. She doing stuff uh, probably that most men should be doing. She's a woman. Um, and so, but she's not prideful. She's not shame. She's going to get in and get down there and do what she needs to do. Um, and um, let's go here. So um, she opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the need. That is talking about ministry. So her hard work is not just for her family needs, her own needs, but also for the poor and needy. She uses her industry in charitable ways. She's not lazy. That means that she has no problem with extending her hand to help others. She serves in her ministry. She's a woman of great compassion. Now, this applies to church. I'm glad to be a part of a ministry that is not only very well known worldwide, but our church is a church that gives continuously. And it's not a brag moment or anything like that. Um, Our pastor has a huge heart and he is a giving person. And so he makes sure that those that come to help and assist so that the ministry runs and do what he desires to see it do, he takes care of them, but he also has no problem with stepping up and reaching out and being there for people in other places, whether it's in the United States or whether it's across the seas. And so I really appreciate being a part of a ministry where people really show up to help other people. And when they show up, God shows out. And so I'm very thankful for that. Um, And uh, she makes, let me go back up. When it snows, she has no fear for her household, for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She is clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. Again, she supplies good quality items because that benefits not just the profits that she desires to see, but it benefits her household. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. 
Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Now, just to tie this up on in here. As she takes care of the things that God has given her, he takes care of her. She's not afraid of challenges and adversity. She has wisdom, diligence, and prepares her household. Wisdom flows from her based off of the fact that she fears the Lord. That invites God's blessing and clothes her entire household in the best. And what I saw was the word prestigious scarlet. And what I learned about the scarlet was that this was a double thick kind of material. Basically to help when it snows, she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet, meaning that they're protected, they're covered. That's no different than the way that God protects and covers us. He give us the very best of who he is, what his word says to keep us protected, to keep us covered, to help shield, shield us from the very different things that we might face. And so she has enough wisdom to use the very best because God has given her that for her household so that they're protected and they're covered. God's wisdom teaches her how to make good things for herself. So she knows how to sow and do different things for not just the people that for the marketplace where she's going and selling these items, but also for her own household. She's dressed in the best. And I thought that it was interesting that they use that she's clothed in fine linen and purple. Okay, well, we know that purple represents royalty. She understands who she is. She understands that she is a part of a royal priesthood. And she dresses because she understands that she is the daughter of a king. And he has given her his very best. And so I love that. Her husband is known in the gates. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. So the one thing that I definitely learned about this was that she's not going to do anything that's going to be dishonoring first and foremost to the Lord and secondly to her husband because he is a man of stature. He has some clout somewhere um, because he sits amongst the elders in the gate, the city gate. And so in that, you know, he's very well known. She's already very well known. And honestly, that's what marriage should be. When you are apart from each other, she should be a reflection of him and he should be a reflection of her. And so she's not going to do anything that's going to bring dishonor, not just to the Lord, but to her husband or even herself for that matter, because she is very well known. Um, she has a standard. People look up to her. And so um, I'm going to tie it up right here uh, where she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. 
She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Interestingly enough here. I found this. Um, So when you think about the relationships that she have with other people outside of her home. um, Her wisdom is not just productive, but is beneficial for others. She girds herself with strength. Um, strength is an action. Her arms are used for productive purposes. Meaning, this was something that I, I uncovered here. And I thought that this was interesting when we talked about her girding herself with strength. So girding just simply meant setting a strengthening belt around the midsection. Getting ready for some kind of heroic or difficult action such as hard running escape from Egypt or physical labor. Wow. Okay. So understand that when those women were being led out of Egypt by Moses, they had a strengthening belt on that helped them to prepare if they had to run quickly um, or if they had to encounter something that was just going to be really difficult. She takes care of her own health and strength. Now that was funny when I read that because it was just like, wow, that's exactly where I am right now today. I am trying to make sure that I get my strength and my health up to par. Ministry is work. And interestingly enough, I have signed up. I have a personal trainer who happens to be my nephew. And I'm so excited about it, not because he's my nephew, but because this gives me an opportunity really to have a relationship with him on a different level and see him outside of just the fact that, yes, he is my nephew. Um, And interestingly enough, and I don't even know if he's even realized it or looked at it from this aspect, but It is going to be so awesome, him helping me, but the same thing where I know that he loves what he does, he believes in what he does, and then he models after what he does. So, and he looks amazing. And so I trust him to help me get where I'm trying to get to because my health and my strength is important in order to do the ministry that God has first and foremost mandated over my life but wherever he calls me to and I have to be able to have the strength and the endurance to be able to do whatever it is he's calling me to so I thought that was interesting so not only by useful means of labor but by healthy exercise she avoids what might innervate innervate just means to feel drained of energy or vitality weaken her body soften her mind she is ever active she's ready for every necessary exercise so her loins are firm and her arms are strong she's carrying a whole bunch of things and sometimes she might need to make a quick move and so her whole core her midsection of her core is strong in order for her to be able to handle all the different things that she needs to handle. Lastly, 
when we talked about, when I spoke about how she speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She doesn't um, entertain idleness. That is her tongue. So I saw something the other day and it said, loose lips sinks relationships. Watch our tongue. I was like, wow, you know, we're guilty. I'm guilty of it. Um, How many times even at work, how many times at home, how many times at church you've entertained conversations or been in situations that you really shouldn't have been in or didn't really have any business being in. And so it's not good. And when you think about who the Proverbs 31 woman is and what she represents, anytime we engage in idle talk, conversations at work that we really should not be a part of that's a dishonor to God and we should not really be dishonoring the Lord and so she uses wisdom before saying things that could bring discord to others she thinks some of our most powerful moments will be the ones which we remain silent some of the most powerful words are the ones that are withheld So when I think about she thinks she's true, she's helpful, she's inspiring, she's necessary, and she is kind. Women, we need to remember that when it comes down to how we carry ourselves, always remember that there's always someone watching. And you're not where you desire to be at, but it's not to say that you won't get there or you're you can't get there we have all those traits placed within us before we ever begin to walk in them or display them remember that so remember to just think before saying and doing things that may be harmful to others Um, because her children arise and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. Remember, ladies, think, be true, be helpful, be inspiring, be necessary, and be kind. Well, that about sums it up here. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode or this segment. Um, Again, I ask that you share, um, follow me so that you can keep up with when there's a new episode uploaded to the podcast. I appreciate the feedback. If you have questions, leave a question. Um, If there's anything else that you would like for me to talk about, I would love to hear that. Again, provide feedback on what your thoughts are about this episode. I embrace it. I welcome it. Thank you for being a part of this. I pray that you get something out of it. And if you didn't get something, give to someone else. Maybe you got something for not you, but for someone else. And so I would like for you all to be encouraged, be blessed. Thank you again for the love and the support. And don't forget, share. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you for tuning in to Broken Strength Under Control.